Hello and welcome to this week's episode of FTU Cast with your boys Alex and Yoni. Because we have the United Mafia in, we are going to be doing a discussion on Manchester United season. Uh, fortunately, Reggie and Jesse can't be with us today for they reckon they have better things to do. Reggie's in Adelaide for the gather round for the AFL and Jesse has an engagement. So I think um, that is not really much of a loss. So um, yeah, but we'll see him next week and uh, Reggie will be back next week as well. But for today, you've got Yoni and I to discuss United. So Yoni, how are you going? How was your trip overseas? Yeah, it was great. Um, went to Seoul and Taipei. So I tried a lot of, you know, street food, um, a lot of hot soups as well. And that was a lot of fun. And I uh, can't say that I'm happy to be back, but yeah, it was definitely a good trip. Managed to watch Man United play at a reasonable hour just because it is a couple hours behind us as well. Um, so yeah, enjoyable. Awesome. I was going to say, you ca- you caught the Everton game while you were there, didn't you? Yes, that's the one. Um, I tried to find a sports bar actually to watch the game at and I went to an Irish bar thinking that they would show it. And I rocked up and there was two people in there Taiwanese are like do you have the Man United game on and they had no idea what I'm talking about and I was like all right I'll stream it myself that's really weird that they don't know what Man United is but sure no worries but now I'm glad you had a good time glad to have you back though um but look let's just get straight into it because there's a lot to be unpacking United have had a very a very good season I think it's been it's actually been a great season compared to last season although anything compared to last season the only way was up However, um, oh, yeah. our most recent our most recent result that's just that's PTSD talking. Our most recent results uh, against Sevilla, the first leg of the Europa League quarterfinal, mixed bag. Um, but let's talk about it. What did you think from from what you saw? I'm actually very passionate about this uh, game and the reaction that we have been getting from people. Uh, I get really annoyed. I, I think United played really well for 80 minutes, and then we also copped a few unlucky situations with Ryan getting injured, with Martinez in the 90th minute getting injured, with having to play Harry Maguire. So in regards to that, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shame that the game ended as t- at 2-2, but I get really annoyed at the criticism Ten Hag's getting at the moment in regards to the substitutions that he's made and this and that. People saying that, you know, he's made five substitutions, which meant that because Martinez was like, like he shouldn't have made five substitutions. What? Like, you can't just assume, oh, yeah, 90th minute, I'm going to have an injury. I better keep that one substitution. He was up 2-0. He thought he could, you know, keep it at 2-0, work on, you know, getting the next spot in the Premier League, the third or fourth spot, and then also going to the next game at, you know, a 2-0 win. Didn't happen. Fair enough, these things do happen. I am so annoyed when people say that they choked. We played with 10 men. We made one mistake. Malcia definitely made a mistake in not clearing it. He's young. I can cop that. Aside from that, there was nothing wrong. Aside from the fact that Harry Maguire had to play, I can't even blame him for his goal. You know, it was a, it was a free going goal, and that's probably the story of your life with United. How you had to include Maguire playing in alongside Verona Martinez's injuries. But no, look, I'm pretty much in in agreement with you. We played amazingly, especially that first half. We really should have been up 3-4-0. I know Anthony had a couple of amazing shots, one of them hitting the post. Verkost had that moment where he squared it. So last year we had about two other better options and he squared it to the wrong one. That would have killed the game. Uh, I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, I don't want to I mean, look, Verkost cops enough as it is. I don't want to pile on the bloke too much. Um, but no, look, look, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. If the problem is it's just, I think, very frustrating that we, we played so amazingly at Old Trafford uh, Sabbaths are popping up with two goals and we just fell asleep in the last 10 minutes. I think it's just, it's just frustrating because it's really, it's really one that we, uh, it's really one that I think we should have just, just killed, just killed and not, then not have to worry about it because we've got the game coming up. And I think that's why Ten Hag made his subs the way he did. He's considered off the fact that we've got the game coming up tomorrow against Nottingham Forest. And we are still needing to make sure that we can secure top four in the league. I think that's why I made those substitutions, thinking that, okay, let's just lock it in and then we can just just chill out in the away leg. I think that's probably why it gets frustrating for United fans because we know now that we have a bit of a battle um, in Seville because Seville, look, they've had a really, really bad season in, in the league and they've not really been the best side, but to, to play away where we've not been really that good away with now with a depleted squad, Definitely and, not with yeah. our best eleven. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a challenge. It's, it's frustrating. Oh. 
yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not angry. It, I'm just frustrated. It's because it's just. It just didn't need to happen. Like my if, we dad. Just, if we just woke up, um, <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. That's just how I'm. That's how I feel talking to talking to United right now. But I mean, you know, it, it happens. What, what can you do? The other problem with it as well, I mean, is also that um, with Bruno getting the yellow card, undeserved yellow card, he he's also not playing the next game. Uh, it's just, mm. yeah, it's almost a write off as a game now, actually, in my opinion. Yeah, I know it's it's it, it is almost it is almost a right off when you when you mention that. The good the good thing though is at least we're getting our midfield back now that Casemiro is back from. Well, I mean, he was already playing in Europe, but he's back also in the league. Eriksson's now starting to come back. Sabas is starting to find himself a little bit. Even McTominay has had a little bit of decent form. Fred can always do a job if you need him to. It does help us in that front. I do still worry about how we, how we will perform without Bruno, just because he's our best chance creator. He's our best runner. He's our most like I guess dynamic player. Whether or not Ericsson or Sabitzer can fill in for that role, I'm not entirely sure. I do also wonder if perhaps Ten Hag might experiment with playing Sancho as a number ten, but we may need Sancho on the wing just because Rashford's out, Martial you can never really rely on. So I'm not entirely sure how we how we're going to approach it going into going into the the away leg against Sevilla. But it, it, it's just concerning, and and I think at one point, I, it, the funny thing is, I think in that ten minute spell at the end of the at the end of the match, we pretty much went from hot favourites for the Europa League to looking probably unlikely to qualify because we have got nothing to hold on to. It's a, it's a clean slate now. It's a yeah. It's like that game never happened. I mean, in terms the, of the, like the, in terms of the score. The good thing is that away goals don't count at this point. So to mm. to at least keeps it as you as you mentioned, it's a blank slate rather than. Actually, you, need, you can't draw one-one and continue, or zero-zero and then continue, etc. So, in regards to that, we're, we're not in that much of a disadvantage. Yes, it's going to be hard to once again try to beat a um, Spanish team away, but we actually managed to do it. I believe against Betis, we can do it again. Yeah, the only concern I have is we did it against Betis with with more players, and yes. also. Issue now as issue now as well is we need to score. We can't really afford to like manage the game out and maybe even milk its extra time. We just can't really afford to do that. We you, can't you never know. It could it minutes. could be um, PTSD and <laughs> oh maybe not PTSD, but we could we could go against Sevilla, get to penalties, and David de Gea is going to score his penalty and we go through. Yeah, no, 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 no that would be great. I mean, I'd, I'd love I'd love for his redemption. Don't get me wrong, but it's small. I just don't think we can afford to have any extra minutes. Onto yeah. the um onto the players, we, they don't need to play another thirty minutes on top of what they're already doing because we were discussing it before and we sort of semi agree, semi disagree. But I do think that the story of the game against Sevilla is just the um or like the, the game sums up the story of the season. Playing well, but unfortunately, lack of squad depth, uh, really congested and overworked fixture schedule. Um, which and you look, you, you, we don't want to be a Jurgen Klopp and complain too much, but I mean, it is ridiculous how we have to play at this point three times a week. You know, oh, game, game on Monday, start, game on Monday, game on a Friday, game on a Monday, game on a Friday. So two, three times a week. Sometimes midweek as well. If we have any of the domestic cups, it does get a little bit ridiculous. And, and the wear and tear, I think, on the players. Um, I know you and I disagree on whether Martinez's injury was wear and tear. Um, you say no because it's a broken, it's a broken metatarsal, which is just more impact. I say yes and because the fact there's that, a lot of impact um, on his foot. Yeah, but, and the fact that Ten Hag said it's not a wear and tear. Like, I, yeah, I, but, I want to make sure specifically mention that part. Ten Hag did say that, but ten, like I said, ten, but, you know, when has a manager ever, like, I mean, a, a manager is always lying in press conferences often to deflect attention. Nah, he's Dutch. He's to the point. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's he spent time in Germany and, you know, you can't trust those Germans, as you should know. Um <laughs> Um, but no, look, even if it wasn't for that, Varane's probably is a wear and tear issue. Um, Rashford last week was, was a wear and tear problem. Martial can't really get on the field. Donny's out. Ericsson's just coming back from that injury that he, that he copped. It's get, and I'm sure's out as well. Muscle, muscle injury. It's just, I guess, emblematic and, and whether or not these injuries are wear and tear related or not, when you're going to play as many games as we are, knowing that we had the conge- congested fixture due to the World Cup, and especially knowing that our two centre-backs played in that final and obviously played until the very end and really have a lot of mileage on their bodies this season, it shows that we need a better squad because for our two centre-backs, our two starting centre-backs to get injured, we're now panicking because we have to play Lindelof and Maguire, who no one trusts as a pairing. 
Yes, we what? get they Casemiro. They had so many years together. So like... and, the, and so many years, and our worst possible years. Um, we do get Casemiro and Ericsson back. So we lose our centre-backs, but we get our midfield back. But it's just, it just shows that we really lacked a lot of depth because we were playing pretty much the same 11 or if not nine or 10 out of the same 11 for the better part of four or five months. Um, since At least since the World Cup. We've, it's been pretty much the same lineup week week in week out, um, and it's we kind of had a feeling that it was going to come come to this point. I just wish maybe the injuries were scattered, not happening at the same time, because right now we we need Varane, Martinez, and Rashford especially. That's our best goal scorer, and that's our two best defenders. Just gone. Shaw's already out. Like I said, um, yeah, we're in trouble. We're in trouble with that, and we it shows how much more squad depth we needed. I think. Mm, yeah, I, I can't argue against that. I mean, obviously, we, we're going to discuss this a bit, later, a bit later today, but squad depth is definitely lacking, especially if you are trying to push in four competitions. Um, we may have a good starting 11, but our um, backups are nowhere near where we need to be. I mean, the fact that you have to bring in Scott McTominay to, to play a game or um, Elanga, useless. So anyway, we'll, we'll speak about that a bit further down. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, Bullock, what do you feel? How do you feel about the uh, the Nottingham Forest game uh, tomorrow morning? Oh, I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping. I know it's an away game. It's going to be difficult. Um, Nottingham obviously really do need a win, especially the, um, overnight. We've had quite a few teams in the bottom half of the table get points, and that also means that teams at the top half have lost points in regards to Newcastle and Spurs as well. So it would be really good if we managed to. One, at least get a point, but hopefully get a win and have a three-point buffer over Newcastle, considering they have the better goal difference. So I'm hoping we can do it. It's going to be tough, obviously. Um, if you had a look, I think most teams who played in the Champions League or in Europa ended up resting quite a few players um, this weekend, and it backfired for them. But we can't rest players. Like, we have no one to rest. At that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so no one to come in. The, the, Stop the bringing, thing, out, the, stop bringing think, out the youth. The only thing I can say for certain is that Bruno will play this game because he can't play um, the next severe game. Yeah. Oh, hopefully he won't be playing CD, uh, center defensive mid like he was last week against Everton. Now that we've got Casemiro back. So that's the, probably the biggest thing going into tomorrow's match, having Casemiro back for the domestic games. I can see it being a um, potentially <sighs> Ericsson, Sabitzer and Bruno game. Maybe. Although, actually, no, no, no. We'll play Casemiro, Ericsson. No, we'll definitely Bruno. play Casemiro. Yeah, he'll probably well, be that. He might, he might even, he might even I think shift Bruno to the, to the left or to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably to the left. I think he might shift Bruno to the left and have Sabitzer, Casemiro, and Ericsson together. So Sabitzer playing as the 8-10 kind of role um, and have Ericsson and Casemiro partner in the back. Because Sabitzer was really good in regards to that, obviously, over the week of the, the last game. And with the injuries we have up front, he may want to play Bruno on the left. I don't like Bruno on the left. I think it's useless there. But I can see that happening because he's not going to take Anthony or Anthony out on the right. Yeah, that potentially could happen. I I don't know. Because I don't even know like well, I don't even know how Sancho and Martial are looking as well when it Martial comes to looked wings. really good in that game, I must say. Yeah, but, but then, um, he, then he comes in and he gets look- injured. <laughs> No, he, well, he wasn't, but if you watch the game, both Martial and Sancho, like they ran their socks off and they were just spent by 60 minutes. And that's kind of the worry is that they're both still trying to get into like fitness to be able to play this much. And obviously now playing another game for them, will be, it, it can be quite tough, especially Martial, because again, you don't want to aggravate it um, and any injuries while Rashford's out as well. Yeah, no, no, of course. Do we know how long Rashford's out for? It's like three, four weeks. Uh, no, he he never gave like a time frame. He just said it's going to be a few games and left it at that. Yeah, I mean, it's a groin. It's a poor groin. It's usually going to be about three, four weeks, I think. Yeah. But unless, so two, unless he, get, unless he gets, yeah, unless he gets rushed back because we need him. <laughs> especially, especially with that guy on actually, we got no one on the wing. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's how I feel. I think we can do it. It's going to be a good, it's a good opportunity to try to um, 
cement that top four because Spurs, you know, they've played two games ahead of us and they're three points behind. If we can at least get an extra three points now, we've got a game in hand and we're six points ahead of them. So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, no, I, I will like that's the thing. Yeah, their, their losses for Newcastle and Spurs to lose last night does give us a lot, a lot to, I guess, cling on to and maybe alleviate a little bit of the pressure. We still need to be making sure we're focusing on it. But like I've been saying, it's going to be really t- tough focusing on that. Plus the FA Cup, plus the Europa League. I think to- a, a game I- like the Nottingham game, that's one we should really focus on. Because yeah. like, the, if you look at the run of games we have, most of them are fine. But it's like, this is one of the, you know, there's no easy games. It's one of the easier games or like three points we can get and it's better to have that in the bag now than have to worry about it, you know, with the last three games, which might be, you know, not too bad. Like, you know, Hammers, Wolves, Bournemouth, Fulham. Like, we, it's the all winnable games, but I'd rather have the points now. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm almost half tempted just to write off the Europa League, to be honest with you, and just not worry about it because I'd rather just focus on getting top four and getting the FA Cup. I'll, I'll be, I'll be yeah. up front. I really oh, just don't know. Brighton's going to be a tough one. That's that's why. Well, it's, a, it's neutral ground, so who knows how that'll go. But it doesn't matter. Just see how they played against, <laughs> like yesterday, against Chelsea. Yes. They're they're, doesn't, they're doesn't playing away Chelsea. and they're playing like they're at home. Mate, it doesn't count. It's Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. That game told right. me nothing. That I didn't already know. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, like I said, hopefully we can weather the storm. The one thing I will say, and this is just more as like a general discussion about like about Ten Hag as a whole is that he has weathered just about every storm that's come to him. These injury crises, the um, the start of the season, the first two games, which were just, I mean, we all thought the world was ending, but after those first two games, um, uh, the, the Ronaldo debacle, um, all the injuries that, that have happened, getting Sancho's um, it's like fitness and mindset back right, um, dealing with the press, dealing with the fixture congestions, I think he's, he's weathered just about every challenge has come to him. So I do think we are lucky that we've got him right now for this difficult situation. Yeah. It's still going to be a tough one for anyone to, to have to navigate through. It's not easy. Agreed. Beautiful. But that's going to be United's most recent and obviously the, the upcoming game. But let's talk about because we are doing a United review and I know that everyone loves the United Mafia. I mean, you know, we're a big fan base, get over it. Uh, there'll be a lot of people here who are interested and people are interested about United in general. People, I swear, more people, more Liverpool fans talk about United than United fans. So uh, that's just fact, those. We do want to review the season, though. There are a few things that Yon and I want to discuss because we do tend to try and watch every single match. I mean, Yoni will bring up he stays up for games. I say get a life. Um, <laughs> but let's discuss, let's discuss it, though. I think uh, easy question I want to ask. We'll start with start with you, Yoni, of course. But what has been your least favorite moment of the season? Oh, mate, there can only be one, right? Uh, I, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. And, and I, I'm almost going to agree, but I, I want to put a couple of others out there. All right. I mean, it has to be the 7-0. I can't even make a joke and, and say something else. Like <laughs> 7-0 to Liverpool. When Liverpool was playing terrible anyway, up until that one game that they decided to play well. And um, yeah, and we that was just, a low we'll point because we still hear about it now. Yeah. And we were just coming off a trophy as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, look, I, I, I want to agree with that. I will just for the sake of being different, maybe posit a couple of other suggestions. So the four nil against Brentford, second game of the season, just because at that point, that was that a half game, time as well. Right? Yeah, it was, so. what was it? it was in thirty minutes. We played terribly, yeah. uh, and that game really just it, it felt like it really felt like. Um, we had gone gone back to the the Oli era or the the Ragnik the Ragnik era. Although I mean I don't really want to criticize Ragnik like people do because he was he I mean in a roundabout way he saved us. But I'll I mean I can talk about that another time. Um, but that game just made me think. Okay, we just got Ten Hag in and we're still just doing the exact same issues. And I really thought it's gonna be another long season. Never in yeah, my but, life uh, after that game did I think we would have the reaction that we did i guess yeah exactly like the the fact that we have still had a great season after that game i didn't think we'd have actually a really good season afterwards although getting battered 7-0 by your biggest rivals and having a 
can hear about it every single week. Seven up, seven up. Shut the fuck up. I haven't heard about that all the time. It's pretty pretty bad. uh, That's days bad. It is. It is. It's frustrating. Um, And, you know, all like I have so many friends, all of them named Dan for some reason. They all support Liverpool. It's it's a pain in the ass. But um, I will say the. I reckon the Brentford game and the Brighton game in the beginning, like, I'm okay with it because I understand that Eric Ten Hag needed to see Harry Maguire play. And that's why we felt... <laughs> Here we go. He, no, no, no. Legit. legit. The, know, the, know, the first two games, we all knew it. Like, every United fan knew this was going to be the case. They knew that when Harry Maguire starts a game, it's not going to go well. But Eric needed to see it with his eyes. And I, like he played those two games. He was terrible. He dragged mm. everyone down. He's a terrible captain. And then we swap. We put Varane and Martinez. Oh, wow. We, we win. We, we keep a clean sheet. Like, I didn't even know that was possible. Mm. Like, we beat and, Liverpool the next game yeah. with Varane and Martinez. Like, yeah, and you know, we that, didn't that was the have... Next game. Yeah, and we didn't have Casemiro for that for that for those Brentford the Brentford at Brighton games. So it showed just how dire how how in dire uh, need our midfield was. We, we didn't have Casemiro up until the game after Arsenal, I think, right? So we didn't have Casemiro for like four games or something. Yeah, but it showed how bad our midfield was because 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 those that period of time where we where we, where we didn't bring Casemiro in, but we won a few games. We were playing a, a very counter attacking style. Um, yes, not pretty much just bypassing our midfield. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it showed. I guess you're right on that front. It, sh- it taught it taught us a lesson. Whereas the Liverpool thing, we pretty much had our best eleven, and we just got embarrassed. And I remember you and I, we we had a solo podcast, and we were like, "Oh no, we'll win that game." And then no, nah, we got batted seven nil. Like oh. it, to lose three nil is one thing. Seven nil, seven. That's our worst ever defeat, like in our history. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so I guess I guess really that's there's, my there's least only, favorite moment. Yeah. No, look, I'm I'm gonna agree. I just wanted to put the others out there. I, I can as well. You're probably gonna like. You're probably just gonna cringe at me saying this, but for me, probably the Ronaldo interview, just because what the fuck was he doing? What was he doing with that? Yeah. Why was so unnecessary? Why did you yeah, do that? <laughs> you would hate it because it just. He's an idol for you, and you're like, yeah. I love him. You know, you, you you try to get into his DMs and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> I understand why that um, would. Be, yeah. <laughs> well, it was also it, it was also just just for the just for the club. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, he is a club. He's a club legend, and he is you know he's he's you know the second best player of all time. He's he's a you know his reputation speaks for itself. And then he's just he obviously had a very bad wasn't playing well. You know, had, had his whole issues and everything, and then he just comes up in in a in an interview with Piers Morgan, who don't get me started. And he made him look so bad. crying. He made- yeah, and just crying like, oh, oh, oh Rooney's a rat. Oh, oh I'm I'm good looking. Rooney's ugly. Oh, Gary Neville's a dog. Oh, Ten Hag does respect me. It's like, what are you doing, bro? Like, why? This is so unnecessary. <laughs> what are you doing, man? He's, he's meant to be a leader as well. Oh, that was just that was a nightmare. Um, when we re- we recovered nicely from it, um, <laughs> but god damn. What the f- was he doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. Um, all right. Well, moving on from the least favorite, let's let's get into something more, more positive. Uh, favorite moment of the season. I think there's actually there's a few candidates. I'm there's a, yeah, there's what definitely to say. Well, yeah, I, I'd like I've got to know. I, I, I yeah, because I can't really pinpoint it. So I'd love to know what you think. I've got a couple. I mean, I, I'll name three that I think are, are up there. Number one, winning a cup again. Okay, mm. that is super like we haven't done that in six years it's nice and you know to play Newcastle and beat them in the in the game is also quite a big thing considering where Newcastle is at the moment um and where United wants to be okay so um in regards to that it was great to win that cup and to obviously still be in a few other cups at the moment and in the league Mm -hmm. so that's one second thing the fact that we are now 25 games undefeated in Old Trafford like that's actually amazing. Like, I don't remember the last time we've had such a long run where Old Trafford actually felt like a fortress. Yeah. So as a whole, that's a great, um, I guess it's 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 a more like a season moment rather than a whole thing. And I think you'll appreciate this one. Spitting Man City 2-1 with an offside goal with a man of mine <laughs> at a pub. Hey, yeah, that was uh, you and I when I when I was in Sydney for a holiday. We watched it at yeah. the, uh, with the United Supporters uh, yeah, Association and, um, South Wales. Shout out! Yeah, yeah, and, uh, um, Scruffy Murphy. Scruffy Murphy's. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was incredible. And and the reaction, the reaction of the pub on the on the Bruno goal, which yeah, you've acknowledged was sketchy. 
but then the reaction of the pub on the um on the Rashford the Rashford goal the winner. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we managed to, like, so, someone managed to, managed to film our reaction. We managed to find it. Um, like, it was just beers flying everywhere. It was just, it was wild. Like, that was a proper derby, like, derby atmosphere. Like, that's as good of a derby atmosphere as you're going to get from a place so far removed from Manchester. So, for, for that to have yeah, happened all the way over here in Australia, um, ri- ri- ridiculous. It um, ri- really felt like, and you know me, like, I've never been, unfortunately, I haven't had the chance to go to Old Trafford yet, like, like you have, but. For, for someone like me who's never really had the chance to experience something like that, that was great. So, and it was good to also experience it with the mates. So that, that was, that was a really, really nice moment. It's a fun trip. Actually. I had a really good time there. Um, favorite moments. You, you've touched on a few good ones. Definitely the trophy. I think just because to, to win a trophy is a big deal. It's been six years. It's just nice that to say that we've got silverware. Um, if anyone wants to talk smack, well, Tottenham didn't have a trophy, so eat my dick. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I'm actually going to go. Be a, short, thinking... a short lunch, but yeah. <laughs> oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. I've been thinking about it, and I'm actually going to go with the, the win against Liverpool at Old Trafford because that kick-started everything. Because going into it, again, it's after the Brentford loss, Harry Maguire, blah, blah, blah. But we all just thought, oh, my God, this rebuild is going to take forever. Ten Hag is going to have... No support whatsoever. People are already with... calling for his head as well. Some yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. People saying Ten Hag's not right for the job. Should have got Poch. Should have got Conte. Blah blah blah. Whatever. We go on. We unveil Casemiro, and we're like, finally, a central defensive midfielder. Then Sancho gets Sancho gets that first goal, and we're like, no way. And then Rashford gets put through on the break. He finishes it. He's he's slam he's slamming the the corner flag. He's breaking it. Varane gets partnered up with Martinez and we realized Martinez is actually built for the Premier League. He absolutely destroys, um, destroys Salah and uh, Jota and Diaz and all the guys that are playing. Varane has an amazing game. Malassia comes in and pocket and pocket Salah as well. Dallo has, has an amazing performance. Scott McTominay was freaking putting in an amazing shift in the midfield. When the hell does Scott McTominay ever have a good game in the heart of the midfield? Fred was running around <laughs> like a maniac. Ericsson controlling the team. It just, everything Everything just started from from that game, so I think that may may possibly be my favorite moment. I mean, you can't really argue with that. It's, it's kind of like the catalyst yeah. for the season. Exactly, and then also that that win that we got a couple of weeks later against Arsenal. Anthony's goal on debut that was nice, um, just for Anthony to be able to be able to have that moment for him. I think that was great. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty much going to be between those. Um, between those or um, or, or, or the trophy, really, I think that those have been just about our just about our best performances. Maybe even I'm, I'm not sure if really this is a moment, but the game against Tottenham at Old Trafford because we played beautifully. Like for us to come go against a um, a top four rival and just we absolutely played them off of the park. I thought that was just really good to see. It was the real first taste of Ten Hag ball that we got because that was still quite early in the season. It was the first time we saw, okay, this guy's starting to really get his um get his imprint, get his imprint on the team. So that was that was really good to see. Cool. Yeah. Agreed. Beautiful. Okay, next one. So next thing to discuss. So we're gonna go for this is kind of like a two-parter. We'll go first with the player of the season. I mean, there's three contenders, I reckon, um, for Man United. There's Marcus Rashford. You know, at some point you say, oh, he's on good form, but it's actually now been going on for five, six months where he's been scoring Mm. so many goals that we've been very reliant on. Mm -hmm. There's Casemiro, obviously. Um, Whenever he's not playing, we're just not even half as good as whenever he's playing. Um, and then obviously Lissandra Martinez, uh, mm. the world's shortest um, centre back. Everyone told us, I believe you can't succeed in the Premier League being five foot eight. Somebody said, um, mm-hmm. and everyone was laughing, saying, "Oh, he, he won't be able to handle you know the tough, aggressive Premier League strikers out there. You know, the ones who have not really been able to score against him." So they're the top three. For me personally, I'm going to go with Martinez because I think he's been out of the three of them, played the most games probably and has affected like the entire season rather than 
let's say 20 games out of the 30 that we've played he's probably affected mm. 28 out of them so yeah i don't mind that i would have gone casemiro but the last two red cards pretty much kept him out for a long time so at that point it's hard to really sort of make him player of the season even though i think he even though i think he really should be the red cards kind of like take him out of contention i'm gonna go with marcus rashford though just because the goals goals win your games and he's been coming up with with Banger after banger, clutch goal after clutch goal. Obviously, the goal against Liverpool that I mentioned earlier to put us up 2-0 and really just kick-started our season. Uh, The two goals against Arsenal to win the game against them at Old Trafford. Although we lost against Arsenal as well at the Emirates, he scored a beautiful goal, the nutmeg, followed by the 25-yard banger. The winner against City, as I mentioned earlier, he's been scoring amazing goals, clutch goals. and if you look at the totality across every single competition that we've participated in, he's been he's been the match winner. Um, I know it's biased to obviously pick a forward, but when you're able to score goals while also being the only source of goals that we had, I find it hard to look past someone like that. And also, it's just a good story because he was so bad. He, he was in such a bad bad way last season um, with the injury hear that he an, came an, back from. Do you want to hear a stat that I reckon no one really realised at the moment? Gone. And so Man United are equal first in clean sheets this season in the Premier League. So they've <laughs> got thir- they've got 13, the same as Newcastle. Newcastle has played one game more as well. Um, so, I mean, if United plays one more and it's a clean sheet, aka tonight, they'll be, num- like, they'll be number one. And I think that mm-hmm. just also shows you the importance of David De Gea. And he was, everyone was doubting him. Oh, he can't play with his feet. He can't do this. He's not perfect with it. He's learning. He's doing okay for that part, but his shot stopping. I don't care what any stat says. I don't care. His shot stopping is like, has kept Man United in at least ten games this season, like where we've been either one nil up or zero zero, and he's made like a crucial save. So I do want to mm. give him a shout. Well, that settles it. De Gea is the player of the season for United for the 15,000th time. <laughs> now, look, you can go either way. I think it's going to go down probably between Martinez and Rashford. I believe the end of season awards, I think there's a fan vote and then a, a club vote. I think the fans probably will go Martinez. Sorry, the fans will go Rashford. I think the fans will go Casemiro. No, I fans love Rashford, especially especially they, like the English fans. They love Casemiro, mate. They do. Oh, uh, I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on the line of thinking. Because like I said, I'd go Casemiro if it wasn't for his red cards. Yeah. But I'm leaning towards Rashford because of the match his goals. But you, you know it, how, it, um, it is between those three. It's kind but, of hard to separate them at, at this stage. You know, you know how um, you know how everyone, when they think of Harry Maguire, it's what he signifies to Man United, right? Like he, Like he symbolizes like... <laughs> a slow center back it symbolizes like a tough time we had under Oli, right like that's what <laughs> you, but you understand what i'm saying yeah i feel like when you think of casemiro he symbolizes the entire like spirit of what man united is now so like that that difference yeah. with with rashford it's not that with rashford it's He's so good right now. English player, awesome. Yeah, he's killing. But with Casemiro, also home, I actually feel also like homegrown he's... though. Rashford's yeah, yeah. homegrown. They might like yes. that because he's he's a youth product. But he, but he doesn't symbolise like the the fighting spirit that Casemiro does, which is what every United fan wanted. You, he doesn't you know what I mean. Rashford, yeah, but Rashford symbolises uh, trusting in youth, letting players develop, sticking with players through tough times, which yeah. is a big big hole United identity. I, I definitely get what you're saying though. Casemiro, if anything, just symbolises. I think I, I want. I was going to mention this earlier, but come bringing in Casemiro because people were saying he's coming for the money and all that, which probably does help. Um, but he brought in winning culture. This guy's won five Champions Leagues. He was part of the part of one of the best teams of all time. Uh, still only thirty. Transfer as well, of the so. season. Yeah. 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 No, easily because the next question is transfer of the season. I've, well, it's, Cas- it's Casemiro or it's Martinez, but I'll, I'll go Casemiro. He just brought the culture. He, he brought that winning that winning warrior mentality. I mean, I know it was only a draw against Chelsea at Stanford Bridge, but the header he got, the passion he showed, the passion that he plays with, the fact that he can lead the midfield, and he can't even speak English yet, he's just really just just showed everyone. Alongside alongside Varane, actually, um, just showed this is how to win. This is how you, you get things done. Uh, very, and is it I love his... Um, the clutch performance. How many times has he got man of the match? The, the trophy. I mean, if we want to say that the trophy... The capital, the capital one, or the Carabao, whatever the fuck it's called, 
Um, if you want to say that was our moment of the season, he was man of the match that match, that game. He was unbelievable. He was defending everything. So he has been probably like the, the, the knight in shining armor that, that we needed. And for how many years have we been crying out for, for, for a defensive midfielder? We finally got one and happened to get one of the best of all time. Who's still got a lot of, a lot of legs left in him. Yeah, I, I agree. And um, I mean, he even in his first interview said, you know, I, I've got five Champions League. I don't need another one. Like, so he's actually <laughs> here to try to like help the club. Not yeah. You know, like, so, so that's the thing. I, I was I was telling I was saying to someone like it's a bit insulting to say he's not going to put in an effort for United because plays like that they 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 have dignity. It's and a drive. Pride. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a, he's got too much. He's got too much pride and self respect to to not put in a shift. So really, really happy. I think you and I unanimously unanimously agree. Casemiro is the signing of the season. Yep, cool. probably closely followed by Martinez, but we'll give it the edge to Casemiro. Now, this is just more the worst, the worst player or the biggest flop of the season. Not so much in terms of signings, because contrary to, to prior history, all of our signings have actually been pretty successful. So, who would you think has been our flop or our worst player for the season? And I'm just going to quickly just say I'm, I'm banning Harry Maguire as an answer. So, I was actually not going to say <laughs> Harry Maguire. What? Uh, this one's going to, it's kind of a tough one to answer. Uh, so I don't think any of the signings have really flopped. People will say Anthony, people will say Veghorst. I disagree completely. I think um, I'll let you discuss Veghorst, but I think Anthony has done pretty well for his first season. He's got like seven goals for United, a couple of assists, better than Grealish did last season. All right. And he's a younger player, hasn't been in the Premier League before. So he also just had like his best game for us probably against. And he also he and score. he also unlike really she didn't join the best side in in the country by 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 a mile. He joined a team that's yeah. rebuilding. Yeah. So it's not, neither of those for me. Um, there's players who I think are probably just disappointed with the game time, and that's kind of like the biggest flop. Mm worst player for me because they just don't get the game time because they're not good enough in my opinion so like Elanga he could be one like he's he's done nothing this season like really mm. nothing but he hasn't really got a, a lot of opportunity either but he mm. doesn't deserve it um I hate to say it because I actually prefer him to Maguire but Lindelof has had a terrible season and it's just because Maguire has to play ahead of Lindelof even though Lindelof's a better player mm. um so they're probably my two big ones um yeah McSauce has done okay so I can't really say him but yeah those those two for me yeah no it's fair enough I yeah in terms of workhorse I'm not I think neither of us want to go him just because I think when you're discussing flop if you've got to discuss expectations and what and cost things like that Wiggles came in on a lot also what was available yeah, like, we had we had nothing available. Yeah. We obviously had to lose Ronaldo. Well, we lost Ronaldo because of the interview debacle. I have one more. I have one more. Sorry, I just thought. Go on, go on, go on. I mean, it's it's tough to say it, but Sancho as well at the moment because he just hasn't done yeah. a lot even since coming back. And I know there's obviously the issues and this and that, but hopefully he'll come good. Mm. Um, I'm not going to say Martial because Martial's record while he has been playing this season has actually been superb. No, that's interesting. No, look, yeah, that's 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 totally fair enough. Like, they're definitely. It's hard to say because there's no one who's been like. It's not like last season where there's just been everyone's been bad. It's a little bit more. I guess who's been a bit a bit of a letdown. But yeah, what I was saying, workhorse is when you look at flops and disappointments, you got to look at context. There's no one available. Ronaldo had to get kicked out of the club because of that whole interview issue. We needed just someone. We needed a warm body, and that was workhorse. And he's alone. He's going to be pissed off back to. Back to Burnley, um, actually. Uh, oh, he'll be back in the Premier League. Uh, he'll, be back, he'll be back in Burnley, um, you know, in a couple of months. So it's really hard to just, you know, call our loan a flop because it's cost us nothing. He's just, like I said, there's a warm body because we had no striker. In terms of a flop, I kind of actually wanted to go Martial because, yes, his record's been great when he's played, but he's never playing. He never plays. It's getting, it's ridiculous at this point with this guy. I'm, well, I'm actually, over he's played like 13 games. Okay. So, I mean, it's yeah, not. But how, yeah, but, but how many? I can how think many of minutes? someone actually. 13 games. <laughs> I can think of someone who's worse. Like, who's actually, I've, I've just thought of the number one flop, unfortunately. I think I know who you're going to say, and I'm, I might agree with you, but go on. Donny. Oh, yeah. I was thinking that actually. I, he's, mm, he's played yeah. seven games. Yeah. Like in the Premier yeah. League. He's done nothing in the Premier League. He actually was finally starting to play good. And then, 
Andy Carroll. Was it Andy Carroll? Was that no, 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 the Erickson else. one? No, Andy Carroll killed there. Actually, I think he got both of them. Uh, did he get, did he get them both? Who. No, no, he played against Bournemouth. That was the game that he copped the injury. Uh, yeah, yeah. I really felt for him. Like, I really, Yeah, I really feel sorry for the guy. I, I feel, uh, yeah, because I just don't know, like, what he's... I mean, but you could call him the flop of last season, the flop of the season before that. It's hard to say. Uh, but he was finally starting to play good and then yeah. that injury. And I'm, I'm, but that's he's why such I want to go Martial. Player. He is. But that's why I want to say Martial, though, because like we actually do need him. And he's just never available. Or he'll 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 play. He'll he'll play great. Oh no, he's missing the next game because he's hurt his ankle. And it's just like it's getting ridiculous at this point. Like, mate, you yeah, like you're finally now with a manager who's gonna get the best out of you. I, I know you had a bad time with Mourinho, but he had Oli, had has Ten Hag now, and he's just yeah, we just can't seem to get to get the get the best, the fully the best out of him. Not since the um the twenty twenty the, the COVID the first COVID season, um where he played really well. Also, this is gonna break my heart, but I kind of want to say Ronaldo for flop of the season just because didn't come on preseason, uh, didn't play particularly well at all. Looked a complete shell of himself. Stormed off against Tottenham because he got kind of just he didn't get subbed on. Um, ran to the media crying. Um, he, and he still showed some good moments in terms of like, I mean, there was the, the moment where he got the 700th goal and he had that little moment with Sir Alex. Um, but yeah, just the, the interview, disappointing World Cup. He's pissed off now to Saudi Arabia. I kind of want to say Ronaldo and break my own heart because yeah, what the just yeah, what the hell? What the hell, man? But yeah, yeah, I probably my, my pick is Martial just, just for the sheer, just the I because we need him, we, we need a player like him more than ever, and he's just he's just never. The best ability is availability, and he's never available consistently. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, bit of bit of squad rebuilding. We'll go. We'll, we'll try and see if we can get through it. Um, we want to look at who we should be buying and who we should be selling. Going. Let's into look at like three of each, like three um, three players targets and three players. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, go for it. Do you want All to right. start? Sure. So we obviously need a striker. So clear. I still have the ilk that I prefer to have Oshiman than Harry Kane. Um, so I would go that way. I know it's a lot of money, but he's younger, um, just as good as Kane. Kane's going to probably hurt his ankle sometime this summer <laughs> and then won't score until September. And I just can't, I can't deal with it. And, you know, he'll probably have a good year. And you kind of guarantee that we'll win a league with Harry Kane. You know, he's, I will say it time and time again, he's not a winner. Like, it's a fact. He's never won anything. He's played finals and he's choked. Like, it's a fact. He's not a winner. Um, so I would go Oshman. Then we... Look, we're going to need a midfielder. I would I would just sign Savitzik. Like, I would actually just sign him permanently. Mm. He's proven to be good. Um, he's kind of, he's He can play all three positions in the midfield and... It's not a big drop off like it would be if it's if you're putting McTominay there. Okay, like mm. he's actually good <laughs> in all three of those positions. Um, yeah. You know, for for Bayern, he played in the like the more defensive kind of role, but then prior to that, he was playing as an attacking midfielder. And, he, and in the last game, he showed us how good he can be in that role. Um, and my third one, we obviously need a like we do need another centre back. Like at the end of the day, if Varane's like thirty. No, we have Harry Maguire. What does that say? And I'm sure Lindelof's going to want to move. Um, that's a bit harder to determine. I would love to see us go for like no nonsense, like a strong centre back. So, so someone like, hmm, like like uh, Kim Min Jae, the mm-hmm. Napoli defender. Yeah, the he's, green guy. Yeah, he's really good. Um, you know, good age, right? Like what, 25, 26. Um, mm-hmm. But he's, I think, only they only signed him this season, didn't they? So like, he's like, yeah. as, as like a Koulibaly. He was the Koulibaly replacement, yeah. Yeah. So uh, whether they would sell him alongside, obviously, Oshman, like they're definitely going to lose two of their three big players or four big players, like I guess this um this season, like Zielinski. <laughs> I can't pronounce. Kavastashila. Um, he, uh, he's actually signed. I think he'll on, he'll I probably think. stay. Yeah, yeah, he'll, I think he'll stay. He's signed the contract. 
but that could just mean they just can demand a lot more for him. I don't yeah, know. yeah. Who knows, who knows what happens? I think they're aware Oshiman's going to leave, and that they're probably aware that like Zielinski or Minjay might might go. Like, mm. it makes sense for Kvast Sheila to stay. Um, they're probably okay. my three targets at the moment, and yeah. I think they would strengthen all three of those, like the front, the middle, and the defense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm semi in agreement with you. I would love to get Ossiman. Definitely is my number one target. I'm going to say Kane, though. Just two things. Number one, to be the sake of being different to you. Um, but also, I'm also just maybe going off of realism. I don't know. I mean, look, if we can get Ossiman, you take him. Just don't know if we can. Are I'm you going to pay 90 to $110 million for Harry Kane? I don't know if it's, I don't think it's going to cost that much to get him out of Tottenham anymore. I think he's going to I think he's going to do the whole really now force himself out, like but he the whole tried last so time and that didn't happen. Yeah, but but the last time he had five years left on his contract, now he doesn't. So I think he really might. And he didn't do the do the nonsense of like not turning up, not like he didn't kick up a fuss. I think he, I think he will. And I think now, now that Tottenham really realised they're not going to win anything, I think Daniel Levy is finally going to just realise I've got to cash, I've got to cash in on him while I can. I also think it'll be good stylistically because we know we know he's, he's an amazing goal scorer. He's also a very good playmaker. And I'm not, I think with Osman, right, is the one thing I've been thinking about is Osman obviously feeds off servers. If we play Rashford and Anthony as our wingers, Osman will get no servers because both Rashford and Anthony love to shoot. They're not really going to mm. get across the ball into Osman. Whereas Kane is like, great, I'll just come in the midfield and just play three balls to Rashford. Yeah, but remember, I'm also being different to you. It's also for the sake of that. Also, imagine Kane's connection, Kane's connection to Rashford, like he's got a connection with uh, with Son. Like I said, Osman will be my first choice. Absolutely, I'm just not as confident that we'll get him. Like I'm confident. See, with, uh, with, with I us, can see though with us being able to get Kane. I can see Osman scoring more because yeah. You're talking about like the you know the our wide wingers like taking shots and everything. Oshman would be the one who's like scoring all the rebounds. Like keeper saves it, he's there to score the goal. Yeah. Or like you know it deflects off someone and he's there to score the goal. So Kane can do that too, though. Yeah, but he'll be too busy like still running from midfield to the thing because he's slow. Nah, you know, like he's slow, but he's so, he's so good in the box. He's so instinctive. I just think he's a really good player. And I know, like, he's never won anything, but he's also never won anything because he plays for Tottenham. He needs to Wait, join a He's club. never he... won anything with England, too, and he choked on an yeah. 88th-minute penalty. Yeah, like, let, let's not forget that part. Yeah, but again, that's also because he plays for England, who... That, that's a cold, he's, that's just a not, he's just not yeah, a winner. It, yeah, but because he's played for two teams that don't win. If, if he no, joins a club... But if you were a winner... Look at... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait look, look at Robin Van Persie. He's a winner. He was like... You know, I'm not going to win the title here at Arsenal. I'm just going to move. Harry Kane has had so many opportunities to move, and he's like, oh, "I'll stay because I love the Spurs." But like, Kane, on, but man. Kane, but Kane is in the exact same position as Van Persie is in now. 29 years old, uh, arguably best striker in the league. But uh, he's like, I'm not. I'm, I said, I, I said, arguably. Yeah, okay, you can't so, even argue uh, it. Like, oh, old oh, mate yeah. Haaland is on no, uh, I mean, 32 sorry, goals sorry, already. Sorry, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll rephrase it. Um. Best striker in the league over the last five years. So, you know, before the season. Um, he now is just like probably in that position now where it's like, I'm, I've got to leave because I need to actually join a, join a club that's going to actually help me achieve the goals I want to achieve. I know he hasn't won anything, but again, he plays for England, he plays for Tottenham. That's just, that comes down to culture. That comes down to just a losing mentality of that. And he's the captain of that culture. Yeah. But it's it's one of, it's it just it can't well Vampers was also the captain of Arsenal, but it comes down to it comes down to just yeah, things. but they were even winning things. <laughs> like they no, at least no, were winning no, something. No, no, not when Van, not when Van Persie left. They, they went nine years without a trophy when Van Persie left. Are you sure? No FA yeah. Cup? No, Van Persie, Van Persie left in twenty twelve. Their last FA Cup before that was two thousand and five. So seven years, no trophy. And that's with like a team that's with Arsenal who have a winning history. But like I said, I, I, I did say if Arsenal's my first preference, I'm just more thinking realistically. I think he will go to Arsenal. I'm not sure he's going to come to us ahead of Arsenal, whereas Kane probably seems to be more realistic. And if we get Kane, I'm, I'm not, it's not going to be a bad signing. It's going to be a good signing that alongside a couple of others, I think will put us into total contention because Kane playing for a team that's going to be well-built, well-managed and everything like that, I think will, will help out. You know, playing for like a real, a real, a real club. 
obviously after those <laughs> real two. Club. <laughs> a real yep. club. That's what, that's what I'm saying. But I know we've been crap for the last 10 years, but we still got more trophies at Tottenham. So yeah, beat it. Um, also, I wouldn't mind us going for Ramos as well. Gonzalo Ramos, that is, because we need yep. another striker. We just can't rely on, because like I said, we can't rely on Martial. And Martial might be needed on the wings. Vekos is going to, his loan will expire. We won't keep him. So um, I wouldn't mind Ramos as like another striking option uh, to maybe even take over for Kane once Kane ages out, but just to have the, have the, um, the depth there because we were just discussing how vital depth is for us. Look at City. I mean, City's backup striker is Julian Alvarez, the freaking best striker of the World, World Cup. World Cup winner. Yeah. Well, the best striker of the World Cup, starting for Argentina. Need I say any more? Um, so I think those two. Do you think as well we should throw the throw the book at – I hope we get the Qataris for this, but we should throw the book at Drew Bellingham because we need a midfielder alongside oh, Casemiro. It, it, previously, it was a foregone conclusion that he'll go to Liverpool, but that's looking less and less likely now that if Liverpool we are get in all Jude, sorts. I'll, that'd be I'll great. Be thrilled. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. still look. I um, still think it's going to go to City or Madrid. Throw the throw the book at him, please. Throw the book at him because that's just, a, if we have him. Do not give Casemiro, me rice. Massive. Just don't give me rice. That's all I care about. Look, give me rice, not for the price. No, 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 not for the pro- not for one hundred fifty million. Wow. For eighty million, for eighty million. I honestly, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. He's he's a good player. It's it's more yeah, so he's like good. You, well done. You're good. He's not one fifty million good. I agree. But if we can get him for like under a hundred, twenty three, young, play alongside Casemiro, I think that'd be good. Would you pay eighty mil for Declan Rice? Yeah. Oh. Eighty mil. That's decent. English nah, tax. I wouldn't. Man. English tax. Yeah, and look how, again, well, how well that worked out with our last 80 mil English tax. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like there's, there's a difference. The signs were there. Russ is a talent. Russ is very, very talented. Um, I, but obviously Drew Bellingham first preference. Otherwise, on a free, I don't know why we wouldn't go for Yuri Tillman for free. Oh, mate, Control, I would. 100%. Control on the field, though. Don't, don't understand why. So that, that'd be that. Also, and he's a, he's a great player too. Like he's, he's fantastic. Great. He'll, like his he'll pass do the accuracy, his outside he'll do the box Ericsson. shots. He'll do the Ericsson role, and he can play in a double pivot. He played alongside Indidi. Now he'll play alongside Casemiro. So it's all about getting someone to play alongside Casemiro. That's my thinking in the midfield. Um, I'm also with you as well with Kim and Jay. That'd be my centre back target, and we have him linked with him. So it'd be great if we, we could get him. I'd really love to get Kim and Jay. So yeah, no arguments there. So we're mostly in agreement with our signings. You, it's just more so like the Osman Kane thing. Like I said, I Osman's my first preference. I just would, I'll just pick Kane because I'm just thinking realistically, we're more likely to get Kane than we are Osman. That's what I think anyway. All right, cool. And three that we are selling. Let's let's keep oh, yeah, three it that we're selling. quick. I would get rid of Harry Maguire. I would, but I know that's not going to happen. So Lindorf will probably go. Let's face it, oh. it'll be one of those two. I prefer to be yeah. Harry because Harry is useless yeah. and he can just fuck off um <laughs> i would sell elanga it's just not needed all right like that we just he's never going to be the level we need as someone at, you know like we have palestri who's the same age we have amadiallo coming back like we do not mm-hmm. need elanga as well um oh, who's the third that i would sell oh I'm look. I'm debating McTominay, but he does have a role to play sometimes like sometimes he can do a job um, and uh, I guess Donny, see ya, Donny. Yeah, I basically agree. It's going to be either Maguire, Maguire or Lindelof, um, or probably Bai as well. When Bai oh, comes back, I don't from even line, consider we'll Bai. Yeah, I don't. No, yeah, yeah, I don't consider. Yeah, but, I mean, he's he's still a United player, so yeah, I have to. Um, but I think one of those two will go. Probably even two, two out of the three. Love for it to be Maguire. I really, just would love if we can find a mid club, mid table club for him to take him on. Because um, I've yeah, I do probably think at this at this point, uh, Lindelof is a better footballer. Uh, definitely, I wouldn't sell. I wouldn't sell Alanga. I'd loan him. Just give oh, him what? a go on the ship. Just loan him. Just one year. Just see how he goes. But, then but, sell him. But let's say he does well. Does he come then back and take him. over? Yeah, exactly. Like there's no, no but, point. No, but but, but no, but increase because he's getting no game time now whatsoever. He's probably going to have no value. He's got no value right now. If you loan him. Get him game time, show that he's show whatever he's capable of doing, then we will be in a better position to sell him. 
So that's why I just think loan him out. I think the max you get for him, even if after thing, would be fifteen million. Like even yeah, that. I is... don't think I don't think we get that right now. That's what I'm saying. I don't think we get nothing from. But, I don't think anything. I, I don't see happening. It's it's just United's not even good at selling in general. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But I think Phil Jones would be nice. God damn it, that'd be nice. He'd be nice oh, well, to sell. He's and walking off finally. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with, with that guy, to be honest. Um, also, as well, uh, I agree, Donny. Just don't know what he's... Especially if we get the midfield targets that we would like. It's, I feel so sorry for the guy, man. Because he's, he's a good player. He's a good guy. But, yeah, just... I don't know why we signed him in the first place. He's really just not had a role to play. He hasn't played particularly well, in all honesty. Um, yeah, I just don't know, what, don't know what, what role he'd serve with Bruno and Eriksson. And another midfielder of the club. I don't know what where he where he fits. Yeah, agreed. And just last question, because that's our transfer strategy. Last question: Where do you think? How do you think we'll finish our season in terms of placement on the table and any trophies? So I think we'll finish third, and we'll just have the Carling Cup. That's pretty much or League Cup, sure. Whatever it's called. You don't think we'll win the FA Cup? Or the no, Europa? I think Brighton's going to be too hard for us to be honest. Like, Brighton's like, if you watch the, the games at the moment, they're just so good, like, they're actually so good. And, um, I don't think with the injuries we have that we're going to be able to handle that. Mm. And then with Europa, us Europa, I think we have a better shot with Europa than we do FA Cup. And that's because mm. Brighton and City are in the FA Cup. And Europa doesn't really have anyone that amazing anymore, except for Sevilla. But um, I, can, I can see us winning that game. Like, uh, you know, uh, Juve has been shit. Yeah, um, but if we're, playing, if we're reversing Juve without, without our centre-backs, it's a bit less of a problem. Hopefully, Varane will be back by then. And Juve, like their strikers, are, it's it's not like they're scoring a lot of goals at the moment. Like it's not it's like not they're. A... I'd hate to see Vlaovic against Maguire. He's not even done. I mean, I know he's he's gotten better throughout the season, right? But he hasn't done that amazing. Yeah, yeah but it's, a, it's Maguire. Maybe we'll we'll play against Pogba. That will be fun. No, Pogba kind of freaking Pogba's biggest enemy is himself, right? He can't even get on the field that year. Um, I'm with, I'm kind I of. Even, I, I don't think... even know if Juve will beat Sporting though, because Sporting at home should be quite a tough game. Yeah, no, I I still think they will. I think Juve have been. I think Juve have played have played well over the last few weeks, especially after that um that point deduction they got. Um, and apparently they might actually reinstate the points, but that's that's another issue. Uh, I'm kind of with you. I think we'll finish fourth. Just don't think don't know if we have enough to be able to get to third. I think we'll just secure fourth, which would be good enough. I'm happy, I'm really happy with I thought we'd finish sixth going into the season. So finish fourth. And yeah, I think the only trophy we'll will win will be the League Cup. I really don't think uh don't think we're gonna win the FA Cup because even if we can beat Brighton, most most likely gonna have City in the final. And yes, we beat City at the Derby in at the Derby, which is great. Uh, but City are purring right now. Don't really want to have them at Wembley. I think that that's where they tend to tend to do well. And also Europa League, like I said earlier on in this episode, since the injuries, like I mean, I mean, in the last ten minutes of the Sevilla game, we just lost our chance of being favourites to Europa League. So I think I think we should probably just write it off and just secure top four and be happy with top four in the League Cup. I'm I'm happy with that considering the rebuild we're under. Especially, I mean, if you look at the story of the season as well, like we've pretty much stayed in the top four the entire time and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like somebody will say, oh, they got lucky to make top four. Like they've earned it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And 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 as well, like it's a 38 games in the, in the league plus every other game that we've played. We have played the most games out of anyone in the top five leagues. So for us to have, for us to be able to secure top four with our backs pretty much against the wall with a lot of things going against us, for us to secure it is a, is a, is a big, big, um, Big, big achievement. So yeah, and I'll be, I'll be really happy with it. I think overall, we've just a quick like little surmise. We've, we've had a, we've had a fantastic season. I think all things yeah. considered, no one thought we'd, we'd be playing as well or showing the improvements that we've done. All our signs have been great, which is very, very rare to say for United. A few things still to work on in the signing department, but I think it's been a success overall. And yeah, to for Ten Hag's first season to change the culture, implement a new style of play secure top four 
um, bring hope, bring hope to the season, uh, something to look forward to after so many years of just in dread. I think we have to chalk it off as a um, as a successful season, a successful first season for Ericsson Hug. I agree. Um, people doubted him too early. Muppets. That's what they are. <laughs> he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's an amazing manager. I just, lo- um, I just love his um, no bullshit attitude. Like, yeah, this is the way yeah. things are. You either follow it or you're out. Like, and he's, he's been consistent with that. He, ha- he has. He has. And I think, and I've said it on one of our, I think it might have been our first episode. I said, the thing is, it's just, it's given us something to, to look forward to. And there's like a new love for this United team. Like, I feel, I'm, I'm, I love United again. If, if you sort of get what I mean. Uh, that's why I didn't want to really berate them too much for the draw against Sevilla. I just don't want to get angry at them. I don't want to blast them. Whereas last season, I would be, I'll be livid. I'll be seething. This season though, I probably says as, as an effect of all the changes that have happened, I'm not angry. I'm really, really love the team again. So yeah, great season overall. Uh, any last, any last thoughts, Yoni on, on United overall or just, just football in general? Um, say no to racism. No, I, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I mean, too bad for topical, um, but that's always a good, uh, good sentiment. <laughs> but uh, guys, thank you so so much for uh, listening to our summary of United season, the United Mafia. We will be back next week with the uh, usual crew to discuss more of what's coming up in the world of football. But other than that, take care, have a great week, and we'll see you guys soon. Have a good one. See ya.